1: Are
3: we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud
2: sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. All right, how are we doing, Rami? First of all, welcome back. Uh. Boyfriend of the year. <laughs> is back in studio.
0: <laughs> Mackie and Jeb um, with Rami back at full strength. I'm hurting. Jonathan here too. I really, I'm hurting. I was just as we were coming on the air, I was making a list writing down the list of all the things that I ate at Target Field Food Day today. <laughs> and I started like getting that full feeling again like that clammy full feeling that you get when you've eaten way too much just from writing this list. Should I just go through it real quick? I mean, yes. <sighs> Chili, <laughs> three different kinds of sausage on a stick, the smoked beef stand sandwich, the boomstick, which is the two foot long hot dog with cheese whiz and grilled onions named after uh, Nelson Cruz barbecue braised, uh, a braised barbecue beef bowl, peanut butter, jelly and bacon sandwich, cheese curds, chicken and bacon in a waffle cone. Fried ravioli, lobster roll, deconstructed chicken pot pie, cookies, a mimosa merry, a Kahlua mudslide, and a surly rose. How much of this did you get? They give you like a sample size of each one, but it's like, it's enough. Like if you, if you went to the ballpark and you got that as your meal, that would like, you'd, you'd be like, okay, that was like each one of those, the portion was enough that you'd be like, okay, that was like one of maybe two things. That I'm gonna eat at the ballpark today. Like the portions were enough. They were sample size portions, but they were enough. Boy, I
2: have me. the whole list here. Yeah, I think this is just all the new food <laughs> offerings, dude. It is. Can I, I'm just gonna read through some of this. Just the, let's just throw it all on the table. He's little not little. feeling well. Like that is that is abundantly
0: clear, and it's but not you know an what? act. It didn't it didn't just start with the Target Field Food Fest, and it doesn't end with the Target Field Food Fest because my brother and his family are in town right now. So yesterday this was my day. We woke up in the morning, we walked to Glam Doll Donuts. Wow. I had donuts. Then in the afternoon, we were at the Mall of America, so we stopped by one of those pretzel stands and we like got Auntie Annie's. Yeah, and we got uh oh, some dog bites, like pretzel <laughs> hot dogs wrapped in pretzels. And then for dinner last night, we went to this Vietnamese place in my neighborhood and just got like 6-7 dishes and we're passing them around the table like family style. And then this morning I woke up and went and did that. And then tonight it's Taco Tuesday, and my brother and his family are still in town, so we're headed to Nico's for dinner when I get out of here. Nico's System is Club. very good. But I'm I,
3: becoming uncomfortable just listening to his <laughs> eating schedule. Like I'm, I'm becoming full. I don't feel as well as I did when the show started. I mean, I get so I, I've kind I of worked r- out this morning though. You, guys, you happen to know I worked out this morning? Good.
2: Just, yeah. You woke up and and did some dumbbell curls with the remote control or what? Man. That used to be appealing. Everything you just said. Maybe when I was still in my mid to late twenties, I'm not even that old—33 years old—and I can't eat half of any of what you just said in any. Like eating a donut in the morning. There's no way I could be coherent at Mall of America in the (laughs) afternoon. Like if I if I drink a beer before seven o'clock p.m., I need a nap. I have a three-hour timer when I drink a beer. Like it's over. I need to. A beer, one beer, and you need a nap. Yeah, really.
3: That's sort of sad, right there. I know the food thing I get, the beer thing I don't get.
2: Yeah, I I could like I can drink hard alcohol, but I can't drink beer until later on in the day or I get tired. But I'm I'm wondering how are you still in?
0: Like how are you in studio right now? I really, I'm serious. (laughs) Like he's got a bad boss who forced him to work. Okay, Judd was Judd was and Danny were in the host lounge with me when I first got back, and it was like I was like nodding off and like I was yawning every five seconds, and I'm on. I'm on like a serious amount of coffee right now. That's how I'm actually hey, sitting up straight in this chair. Here's the the best part, though. I walk in, and Rami is clearly in distress,
3: right? That I got to sleep. Basically, basically at the very least, just don't talk, right? right? And Danny loves to talk. So Danny's asking Rami all these questions and stuff, and I could see Rami's like, dude, I, I just got to take a nap. I just need a minute, I can't talk man. anymore. So
2: here is, uh, just to fly through this, list of new concession offerings in 2019 at Target Field. Yes, I'm guessing these are all going to be an arm and leg if you would like to actually purchase them. Uh, But the Soul Bowl, which is,
0: uh, if fans can create their own soul food experience. That was the best thing I had all day. The uh, barbecue braised beef bowl from Soul Bowl. So it was mac and cheese wow, with collard greens and then barbecue braised beef on top. And I think... I'm gonna try and recreate that for the first Rami's recipe, which is gonna be up this uh, later this week at ScoreNorth. So you're gonna you're gonna cook this. I'm going to cook this. Yeah, I'm gonna make my own version of it. Now I have a mac and cheese recipe, and I have I have a barbecue braised beef recipe, but it was actually barbecued like in a smoker. And I don't have a smoker now because I live in an apartment building in Minneapolis where they won't let you have any sort of devices that light any sort of fire. So I'll have to make like an altered version. And he said he did his. I interviewed the chef. He said he did his in a crock pot. Gerard uh, class. Yeah. I interviewed uh, Chef Gerard. So I'm going to have to alter my barbecue beef to a crock pot recipe. And I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to collard greens. So I'll have to sort of figure that out on the fly as i come up with this recipe okay the boomstick
2: which is uh, let's see it's the target field debut of the boomstick the famous two-foot-long hot dog named after nelson cruz topped with chili nacho cheese grilled onions and jalapenos and as i told you guys earlier i think it should be mandated that once every game someone comes to the plate forced to swing a boomstick in a Major League Baseball game. Can you run through that again, please, the ingredients? It's a two-foot-long hot dog okay. topped with chili, nacho cheese, grilled onions, and jalapenos. Can I imagine that in a hot day, huh?
3: <laughs> I'm just going to sit in my seat here and expire. I'll see you later.
2: Uh, we've got some craft sandwiches, grown-up grilled cheese with smoked cheddar provolone marinated tomatoes served on thick-sliced
0: brioche. I don't think they had that out there. <laughs> I like how you're aware of what they didn't have. <laughs> Robbie's like, I'm really full, but they didn't have that. Well, I literally tried like everything that they had like most people were like picking and choosing like I'll try this I'll try that it's called pacing themselves I tried everything that they <laughs> offered The o- we skipped Seth and I skipped two stands and to Seth's credit he was right there alongside me not just shooting the whole thing but eating with me which made me feel a little better about myself but we skipped two stands they had a salad stand and a vegan stand <laughs> <laughs> so did you not get into the peanut butter and jelly candied bacon sandwich
2: with peanut butter candied bacon served on sourdough no, bread no I, I did eat that Oh wow, it was, was weird. Good?
0: No, it was I that mean, I'm not, gonna say, I'm not going to I'm not going to say it was bad. It was it was just weird. Like it was that was a flavor profile that my mouth had never experienced before. Peanut butter and jelly with bacon. Um and I don't again, I wouldn't say it was bad as much as I would just say it's just something I have not experienced and it's a flavor that I'm not used to. Okay. But you're always up for I'm new I'm yeah, Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Are you what about. kidding me? I was out there today. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you said so you skipped the vegan uh, stand, but there was a hot Indian's food, vegan. Oh, I didn't eat Chana that. Shana
0: rice bowl. I didn't eat that either. I'm not with, a big fan of Indian food. I hope that doesn't offend anybody. I've tried it. I'm I a big fan. wasn't a big fan of but it. That's when, good stuff. So, Jug,
2: you're in on the chickpeas simmered in a smooth tomato okay. masala sauce, served over yep. garlic rice and topped with a mango and apple slaw
3: dressing. And coconut milk and crispy papadums. (sighs) All right, here's the problem. At at a restaurant, 1,000% absolutely, but at a ballpark, it would have to be sort of chilly outside. Like if I don't do it by May, oh
0: well, don't worry, it will be, and there is no roof on the stadium, so oh, you're Thanks, all set. A lot. thanks Robin. <laughs> by the way, looking thanks forward to for having that. Dave St. Peter live
2: at Kieran's Irish Pub with us at one
0: o'clock. Well, Robin can tell him in person. Yes. How stupid it was! that they not it the up place. again. I already brought it up to the guy once, and he essentially admitted I was right, so I won't bring it up again. <laughs> but <laughs> that that does
3: sound good. That sounds really good. I'm just not sure it's ballpark food, especially once it starts to turn a little hot. There's a chicken and waffle cone: chicken tenders, maple yeah.
2: syrup, and bacon served in a
0: waffle cone. I had that, and. uh the bacon is like half an inch thick, dude. I put it, and if you go, we, we, all this is on, on video at Score North on Twitter. And I put the bacon like right up to the camera to show you how thick it was. It's like a half an inch thick slice of bacon. That is so good. That was that, and the deconstructed chicken pot pie, which was. Close to the very end were the only two things that I couldn't finish. What does deconstructed mean? That just means. Like in that, in that sense. So, you know, the filling of a chicken pot pie? Yeah. Like that creamy gravy sort of thing with the chicken and the veggies all in it. So, you get that in a bowl and then they take a biscuit and they just kind of crumble it over top of that. So, rather than being a pie, it's just a pie filling with the crust kind of crumbled on top. Okay. So, the chicken and waffle, chicken and bacon waffle cone and the deconstructed chicken pot pie were the only two things that I didn't finish the portion that they gave us. Because the chicken and bacon waffle cone, like everything else, like I said, was sample sizes. They gave you a full chicken and bacon waffle cone to enjoy while you make your way through the other offerings Man, that they had out there at Target so Field. Dirty.
2: Is there like a Whole30 booth where you can just go
0: and <laughs> yeah, he's he some organic up. ground he chicken? He passed it up. It <laughs> was the salad booth, and he and Seth yeah. went right by it. I think well, the look, j-
2: there just needs to be a side salad booth. I just, just was like I, vinaigrette.
0: I looked at those stands, and I was like, I'm sure they do fine work. I'm sure it's delicious. That's just not our demographic here at Score North. I don't think we have a lot of people who are looking for vegan helpings when they go to when they go to Target Field or looking for a salad when they're sitting in the stands out there in Target Field. Can I say the one of the most underrated,
2: sneaky, good food items, they have vegan bratwurst no. at one of the stands? No. It's called mm-hmm. Herbivorous Butcher. Have I you guys remember. ever been to Herbivorous Butcher? Where is it? In Northeast Minneapolis.
3: I think Don and I went there once and bought a bunch of stuff. It's incredible. Mean, it, was, it was good. Is it man. all yeah. vegan? It
2: sounds it's, like it's all vegan. It is. So you walk in and you can't it's... call yourself a butcher if it's all vegan. That's the point though. So you go in and it, it looks and feels like a butcher shop and they've got... Cuts of what look like chicken and ribs and all these yeah. other different meats, and it's
0: all vegan, mm. and it tastes amazing. I don't want to mean anybody's small business. You're out there, you're trying to do your thing. I'm sure there are people who like your thing. That's pretty good, Ron. I want to sneak you one at some point.
2: Get you, <laughs> get <laughs> you a couple, couple drinks in, so you're not fully alert to what's happening. You want to sneak He's two me? drinks in she right
3: one. now?
0: Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. You want to sneak me a sausage? Is that what you just said? Okay. Uh, is that what I said? <laughs> that came out wrong. This whole day of programming has
3: really just been one.
2: <laughs> yeah, the home run, double, the whole, and time draft, home run derby draft, and the two o'clock hour is not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's Seth but... on again, guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, Seth. Uh, oh yeah, Setha uh, gets a microphone in front of him, and all of a sudden, it's just like, "Wow, wow, wow!" No j- filter. So if you want, if you want to see Rami's review of the Target Field concessions that they unveiled today. Just go to our Twitter account, at Score North, S-K-O-R North, and you can see Rami pretty much just pounding food all afternoon. Thanks to
0: everybody at the Twins. I don't know if Seth has put it out yet, but the walk back to the car in the parking lot was a struggle, so he got got out of his camera and started filming me. What do you mean the struggle? Did you have to, like, did you stop? (laughs) Yeah, I had to stop and, like, put my hands on my knees and... (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Like palpitations or what was I was gonna like, say <laughs> there was a small like ramp up in the uh, like in the parking lot. There was like a hill where the and so you had to like walk up and oh it was it was so so brutal, dude. It was. It felt like He's it was, seventy-five years old. It felt like it was ninety degrees out today <laughs> after I ate all that food. It really did. Well, I'm looking forward to. Uh, were you sweating? To trying yes, something. I had meat sweats. Yeah, man, I had I had
3: a bad
2: case. You should have called sweats. him sick. You should have called
3: Phil and said I can't do the show.
0: I texted him when
2: I left when I was leaving Target Field, didn't I? Well, so, you asked about the you didn't you didn't want to big out of this no, show? You I wanted a big out of. I, the I didn't want the rest
0: race. of the day off. I just said because I remember. Oh, you didn't want the home run. I remember <laughs> as we were walking out of the park, I was like, "Oh no, we have that home." run derby draft today don't we so i texted phil and i said is, is today home run derby draft day or can i go home and take a nap he said grab a cup of coffee it's home run derby draft day <laughs>
2: just put an iv of coffee in your arm um so mike zimmer let's get to some there's a bunch of mike zimmer comments from today
3: are these the owners meetings is that what we're calling Correct. these the and, NFL owners meetings and they they had a, the coach's breakfast this morning and which the coach Sits there and eats eggs and drinks a ton of coffee and and eats a really good spread of food and just spills his guts figuratively. And he said some interesting things yeah. about Vikings players. And also there's an
2: interesting story about Kyle Rudolph maybe being a perfect fit for another team. So we'll dive into some of those things. Mackie and Judd with very full and glazed over Rami right now. <laughs> and we're hanging out in the TCL studios. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand and we're talking about some of the best TVs uh, you're going to find for any room in your house, whether it's living room or if you're like Rami and you might be spending some extra time in the bathroom. Maybe you should get a little 40-inch <laughs> TV to put on the back of your uh, bathroom door. I don't know. TCL.
3: 40-inch TV? What are you talking about? Oh,
2: big go... TV in the bathroom these days. Well, a 40-inch TV 40 isn't, isn't big enough, enough for, for the your bathroom. bathroom. Even bigger. Jesus, Judd. <laughs> Even bigger. Um TCL is uh, the best combination of streaming channels there's 4000 uh, or more streaming channels and picture quality we're talking 4K picture quality and Dolby Vision giving you greater contrast brighter more accurate colors and lifelike images you can see TCL TVs for yourself inside any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities you can also visit their website tclusa.com to get to again find out Why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Jonathan in the house as well.
0: It's Mackie and
2: Judd with Rami. When did the dunk contest jump the shark? If you actually pulled out a
0: stuffed shark and jumped it to dunk. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and then ended it. I love that. The dunk contest did jump the shark. But I thought, actually, was it last year that I was thoroughly entertained by the dunk contest? Do you guys remember who won it last year? (laughs) 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 What else are you going to watch this weekend? The AAF? I'd rather drink. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: All right. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison. You can find him pre-half and post-game on Minnesota United radio broadcasts. Uh, We've got Rami back in here in full food coma mode. Yes. In the Target Field food tasting today. Mackie and Judd with Rami. But uh, Mike Zimmer had a big plate of eggs and maybe a mimosa in him (laughs) this morning. You think so? Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's start with that. We also have some Rick Spielman related things to get to here, including a contract extension, but, uh, the, the Xavier Rhodes quotes from Mike Zimmer today were definitely no punches pulled.
3: Yes. So, and I'm, I'm not sure. So basically the, the setup for this is a bunch of reporters sit around a table, eat breakfast with Zim, put their tape recorders out. And I don't know how, how this was broached exactly, but at some point in time, somebody must've asked about Rhodes's. uh, 2018 performance coming off an outstanding 2017 and mike said he needs to play better i'm going to make sure that he plays better because those guys are important in our defense and what we do and so somebody must have come back and said okay mike he needs to play better but what's the context of of that elaborate and mike said that it's not a loss of speed because Rhodes at this point is 28 it's not a loss of speed or athletic ability he said quote He's kind of gotten away from his technique a little bit and we're going to get it back. I just don't think he played as well as he can play and he needs to play up to his ability level and I need to make sure he does that. We're paying him a lot of money. He needs to play up to that contract, Hmm. which is which for a coach is incredibly frank. It's accurate and I like the quotes, uh, but that's the type of frontal quotes that you get from a guy like this and I don't disagree one bit. So if I
2: could reframe Mike Zimmer's quotes into a question here, is Xavier Rhodes still a shutdown cornerback? I think is the big picture question here. And here's the problem. It's, and it's not uniform across all cornerbacks, but if you look historically at some of the other, like Revis Island, Darrell Revis, right? You look historically at shutdown cornerbacks, and their prime years are like 24 to 27, 28. It's not, you're not a shutdown cornerback for 10 years usually. You can play in the NFL for 10 years as a cornerback, and you can be a tackling cornerback, and you can maybe move to safety, but Xavier Rhodes is 28, going to be 29 years old. Is it is it possible that he's just moved out of the age window that most shutdown cornerbacks are in? And I would tend to lean toward yes. Does it mean that he's not valuable? No, but to say that, yep, this is a guy you put on the best
0: receiver the opposing team has to throw at you one on one. You lock it down, and then you go figure out the rest of your defense. Like Akim Talib was a shut down corner at one point, and then he aged, and he sort of transitioned into just yeah, kind of a good corner, right? That's that's where I think Xavier Rhodes is at, right? And I I that's that's probably where I think he's at too. And I I don't know if Mike Zimmer is in denial or just trying to protect his guy when he says I don't think he's lost a step or any explosiveness or anything like that. I mean. 7 years in the NFL, you're going to lose you're going to lose a step or at least a half a step and you're not going to be as you approach age 30 the guy that you were when you came into the league. So I I I disagree with Mike Zimmer when he says that he has he hasn't lost anything and so we have to figure out how to get that production out of him again. But the one thing that I will take issue with that Mike Zimmer said is you, I always thought it was kind of an unwritten rule in NFL locker rooms amongst coaches amongst players stay out of my pockets, dude. Don't talk about my money. Don't worry about how much money I make. If you think I'm a good football player, keep me. If you don't, cut me and send me on my way, and I'm sure I'll find somebody else who thinks I'm worth paying to play football. But I've always just thought that in NFL locker rooms, you stay out of another man's pockets, and it rubs me the wrong way when I hear a head coach talking about how much money a guy makes and the fact that he needs to live up to that that paycheck. That's something that that like meatball fans say, you know what I mean? That's something that some guy who's sitting at his house who, and I hope nobody takes offense to this, but some guy who's sitting at his house who doesn't really understand how the NFL works and and the business side of it and the contracts and everything else that goes into it and think that you, that if you make a certain amount of money, we expect this certain level of play out of you. And that's really just not how the league works and not how professional sports in general works. And to hear a head coach, go down that road and, and go at one of the guys who we thought was one of his one of his favorite players in that locker room. Ever since I got here and, and the, the, the the speculation has been swirling that they may shop Xavier Rhodes. Oh well, no, that's one of Mike Zimmer's guys. That's one of Mike Zimmer's guys. They would never do that. And now here he is talking about how much money he makes and the fact that he's not living up to that paycheck. I just that's something that I just don't think a head coach should be saying in public.
3: I think that's why but here here's the the thing with Mike and Rhodes Rhodes was drafted in the first round in 2013. And he came in and was a good player, but not great. And Zimmer took the job in 2014. And Rhodes was the first guy that he worked a ton with. In that training camp, he was in Rhodes' back pocket the entire camp. And, and so I think I think what, what you're saying is true in a lot of instances. But in this one, and, and this also is, if Zim thinks that there's one position at which he can take a player and improve him again, it's cornerback. I think he is talking about Rhodes' contract and living up to the contract that Zimmer helped Rhodes get because Zim likes him so much and is convinced that he can do that. So so your point makes sense for most players and coaches, but in this one, I think it's different. And, and Zimmer might be entirely wrong here, but my guess is if there's one player that he thinks he can take and turn around, it's, it's Rhodes mm-hmm. again. Now the problem that I have is if you guys recall last year, how many times Rhodes limped off the field and got banged up? And so to Phil's point, I think this might be time and a very physical position catching up to him. But I do believe that Zimmer's not saying this as a as a strictly a criticism. I think he's saying I can get him back. I don't know if that's true. The limping off the field
2: thing got annoying. I hate trying to dissect a guy's level of injury and it's so hard to know, but it feels like almost every game Xavier Rhodes goes down with something sometimes in and around a play in which he got burned or missed missed a tackle or something.
3: He was banged up at times. Yeah. yeah, There's times where he like is
2: borderline carted off a field and he'll come back in the third quarter and play. And some of that stuff feels a little bit melodramatic to me. So I, I can see how Mike Zimmer would be a little bit perturbed by last season for Xavier Rhodes. Uh, but to swing back to what Rami brought up too, that's an interesting angle that I think is worth exploring more here. If you're a player in that locker room, there's a lot of different areas in which you'd be open to criticism and open to maybe even hearing some public criticism from your coach. Looping in what your contract is, I don't want to hear that. If that I'm doesn't a player, really happen, man. right? Like I, I love Mike Zimmer's honesty, but that doesn't really happen. Where you'll just hear, do you ever hear Bill Belichick get up there and talk about, uh, we're going to be on to uh, Cincinnati, but uh, real quick, I just want to tell you guys, I think uh, Gronk makes too much money. And, uh, like, <laughs> right? Like you, it's, no, it is it is interesting to
3: hear like the, but this the coach Mike. loop in the salary. Yeah, but it's Mike. It, this is him. And I, I think he deems himself to be close enough to Rhodes to say this. And f- from the, the outside, I sort of like it. It doesn't bu- bug me one bit. I sort of like the fact that this guy's being paid extremely well and basically right or wrong. This is Zimmer's way of trying to challenge Rhodes.
2: I think you have to ask whether we like it or not is one thing, but whether it's productive or not is the question I would have that if the goal is to get more out of Xavier Rhodes or to get him playing closer to his 90th percentile, right? Well, well, Did Mike Zimmer evaluate all the different ways in which he can spark Xavier Rhodes? Here's a checklist of five, and number one is call him out publicly to the media and mention how much money he makes or that he needs to start living up to his contract. If he put thought into it and said, you know what, strategically, I'm going to push a few buttons here and pull a few strings and get Xavier Rhodes to play better. And some of it's going to be coaching, some of it's going to be scheme, but some of it's going to be lighting a fire underneath him publicly. Or did Mike Zimmer just... On a whim, decide. Well, I'm, I just feel like saying this right now because if it's, I just feel like saying this right now, and there See, wasn't thought put into it. You're I you am wondering if it's calculated,
0: correct? Or if this was just him sort of speaking freely in a comfortable environment, as as Judd described and said something that maybe he wouldn't say in in a normal circumstance. Yeah, I, I think it was just him saying something that he probably wouldn't say in a normal circumstance and mm-hmm. feeling a little bit too comfortable and saying something like this. And if I'm if I'm Xavier Rhodes. And even if I have that relationship with Mike Zimmer that we're talking about, that has an effect on it. And not maybe not to the point where I blow my top and I hold out of camp or there's some blow up between me and Mike Zimmer. That's, that's going to change the relationship and, and the way that we interact with each other when that guy brings up my money and my paycheck and whether or not I'm I'm playing up to it. That's just not something that, that a head coach should get into. All Mike Zimmer would have, would have had to say, and Xavier Rhodes and nobody else could have taken any issue with it whatsoever, is Xavier Rhodes needs to be better. We need to see a better Xavier Rhodes than what we saw last year. You don't have to bring up the paycheck. You just get that message out there without bringing up the paycheck.
3: I, I'd be... Curious to know how this whole subject was broached too. Like, was this a reporter just to ask a quick question about Rhodes? Because there are times definitely with Mike where he will, where he has calculated something. And so if he's asked a question, he's going to take it in the direction to which he sees fit. So to hear the question of how this started would be interesting to me. Because if you look at these quotes, I mean, we're sitting here in what March right now. And, and, yes, it, it's a relaxed environment. But ordin, ordinarily, Zim says stuff that might be considered out of school when things are way more intense. So if we could hear how the question or how the topic of Xavier Rhodes was brought up, this to me almost seems like uh, I know what lights a fire and I'm going to try it. Yeah. Uh, here's another. Ruckless. Speculation.
2: Interesting story today, revolving around a Minnesota Viking from BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg Bedard, who's been writing about the NFL for a number of years, a couple decades, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And he says it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand the Patriots aren't just going to replace Rob Gronkowski, even the 2018 version of Gronk. Between his receiving ability, catch radius, clutchness, blocking, Gronkowski wrapped everything Bill Belichick ever wanted. At the position of tight end into one big goofy package. But the Patriots are going to need to replace him in the lineup. And with all apologies to four Ram internal guys that I uh, am just breezing past here. They don't appear to have that player currently on the roster. It wouldn't be fair to Tom Brady to head into the 2019 season without at least one reliable option at tight end. And in studying the players likely available to the Patriots. And that could change over time. The player who makes the most sense for the Patriots
3: is Kyle Rudolph. Reckless speculation. That that crash was fitting, by the way. (laughs) let, let,
2: let, let, Let me read the rest, and then we can react. So there's so much to like there, and he's likely capable of much more with the Patriots for reasons we'll get into. But the timing and issues associated with acquiring Rudolph are complicated. Let's break it all down. And then they go into how would he fit, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then the rest of it is a subscription-based article. But we get the gist of it. He's proposing the Patriots trade for Kyle Rudolph.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Where do, I'm I'm sure I, si- I'm sure. Where do I sign up if I'm Rick Spielman, But do Rami? Vikings fans love this dude so much yes. that they would be upset if he was traded to the New England Patriots? Regardless of if it makes football sense. Is he one of those guys that it goes beyond making good football sense that if he was sent packing... Vikings fans would take offense to that.
2: I think he's one of the more, if you ranked the 53 Vikings based on how much fans, how much of a fan favorite they are, he's definitely in the top five. Maybe top three. I mean, well, Diggs and Thielen are in there. I mean, he's he's in the top three uh, top, or five. I think
3: top five's fair.
2: And he's, he's rock solid. He's not spectacular. He's reliable. He catches passes in the red zone. He's a safety blanket on third down. He's put up decent numbers in his career. Uh, he does a ton of media. He does a ton of charity. So it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be just, oh, I guess Kyle Rudolph's gone. Or, oh, yeah, trade Kyle Rudolph for a third-round pick. If you traded Kyle Rudolph for a third-round pick to the Patriots, a large chunk of the fan base would be like, what? Why would you do this? I would also need to know if your goal is to win a Super Bowl in 2019, which, I mean, you're paying Kirk Cousins, you're bringing back Everson Griffin and Anthony Barr, your, your stated goal is to win a Super Bowl, right? If you trade Kyle Rudolph for a pick... Okay, are you using that money now? Now that we're almost to the third wave of free agency, I almost feel like this should have been done two weeks ago, so that you, you could get, you get, get more free money. End. Yeah, but like, wouldn't part of this be free up cap space? Absolutely. But now that you've missed the first and second wave
3: of free agency, is it does cap space even matter okay. as much? So there's two things that scare me here. Well, one one I like and one I don't like. One is if the Patriots came to me and offered a third round pick from purely a football standpoint, I like this. So I I would say that Bedard's wrong, that, that the Patriots are too smart to think that Kyle could replace Gronk. But I like the idea of a potential trade, but here's what scares me. My rule of thumb, if I'm the Vikings, I'm never trading with the Patriots again. Because every time they do, Randy Moss, the Cordero Patterson draft pick trades. Every time Belichick calls uh, Eden Prairie previously, and now Egan, it ends up being a bloodbath that's in favor of the Patriots. But
2: the, the Patriots have been wrong on some trades, though, recently, right? They were wrong on Josh Gordon. They thought, oh, we'll just bring him in here, and everything will be fine. They, so what was the fifth round pick? It was a calculated gamble there, yeah. Uh, they but that
3: were... wasn't. But, but I would have done that.
2: I think they were probably if wrong on the,
3: on the Jimmy Garoppolo front. Like they waited too long on Garoppolo. That was a weird. But that was a weird deal, though. That whole thing, I still don't get that to this day. It's almost like Belichick was told to trade him, and so out of spite, he traded him to a buddy in San Francisco. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't. I hear what you're saying, and yes, the Randy Moss thing. You know, oh, I guess they're dumping Randy Moss, third round pick, and they were right. He had nothing left, and so would they then be right on this front that oh, there's still tread on the tires. Now, we don't know if Bill Belichick thinks Kyle Rudolph is good. We just know that Greg Bedard, who writes for BostonJournal.com, thinks that Kyle Rudolph is good and would make sense. If Bill Belichick said, yep, Kyle Rudolph is good and we're going to trade for him, would I be less likely to make that trade? And think, well, maybe we should keep Kyle
0: Rudolph. There you go. Maybe there's something there. You know what? Maybe there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He is one of those guys. And I think for a long time, the Spurs were kind of that team in the NBA where if they want a guy... You're like, okay. there's got to be something there with that guy. We better we better hold on to him because they obviously see it and they're smarter than us. So why don't we see it? Let's dig a little deeper. Yeah.
2: But if you have a chance, you know, Kyle Kyle Rudolph, I think is 30 now, somewhere in that age range. If you have a chance to pick up a decent draft pick for a guy that isn't like, let's face it, at that salary, he's pretty replaceable. If you were to bring in a Max Williams or somebody, I'd be inclined to do it. Yeah, Max Williams is still a free agent, right? And then he could replace. He's likable Minnesota kid, right? You could replace the likability factor with Minnesota tight end, and
0: you could save some cap space. I'd probably do it. Hmm. Third round pick. Yeah, I don't understand why something hasn't happened with Kyle Rudolph yet. I've said this time and time again. He had some quote some quotes a few weeks ago. I don't have him here in front of me, but essentially saying, "Yeah, nobody's approached me or my agent about any sort of restructure," and if they did. I'd be stupid not to take it yeah. because I have no guaranteed money right now. I have no hand, no leverage in these negotiations, and I want to play the rest of my life the, or, or NFL career in Minnesota. So if somebody wants to call me and approach me about renegotiating or restructuring, I'm here, and this is my agent's number, and the Vikings are like, no, nah, we're good. We're yeah. cool. It is uh, it is odd when it's someone weird. flat out
2: says publicly, I'll totally work here for way less money. All you have to <laughs> yeah. do is ask. Yeah. Like, oh, and they're not asking. <laughs> Um, Rick Spielman contract extension through, according to reports, 2022, right? No,
3: 2020. Oh. To sync up with Zimmer's contract extension. Okay. Or option, I should say.
2: So there it is. Okay. Courtney Cronin, uh, Ziggy Wolf said the the timing of Spielman's contract is synced up with Coach Zimmer's. Asked to clarify whether both run through 2020. Wolf said that's the plan. Yes. As ownership, the intent is uh, that we want to move in lockstep, That Zimmer and Rick are a great team. What do you guys think of Rick Spielman as a general manager, and is it the right move to handcuff these guys together? Let's talk about that
3: when we come back here. Judge Zolgad? Thanks. First, I want to talk about my friends at Certer Pro Painters, and I want to talk to you about the satisfaction I feel. And I've talked about this for a while now, but we all know that around the house, I'm helpless, right? I'm hopeless. So when, when it comes to painting rooms, well, guess what? Judd can get paint. Judd can get a brush, but Judd can't paint the rooms effectively. But you know who can? The folks from Serta Pro Painters who did a great job came to my house. They painted my guest room and bath and they look like new. And two words come to mind when describing the job that the people at Serta Pro Painters did. Professional and thorough. They did a fantastic job. Those two rooms are looking great. And now it's your turn to contact the folks at Certa Pro Painters and feel the same satisfaction that I did. Perhaps you need a room or two painted or the exterior work done on your house this spring or summer. It helps that each Certa Pro Painters business independently owned and operated. So it's right here in, in your community. I urge you to schedule your free estimate online at com or by calling 800 go CERTA. That's C-E-R-T-A. Secure your spot now on Certa Pro Painters' spring painting schedule. Slots are going to fill up fast. Find out for yourself the type of quality that you get from Serta Pro Painters. Again, get your free estimate online at certapro.com or by calling 800 go Certa C-E-R-T-A. That's Certa with a C. You'll be as satisfied as I was, and I am very happy. Serta Pro Painters, we do painting, and you do life.
2: All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Actually, Jonathan will like this tweet from Chad. Oh? What is Judd doing in the bathroom that he needs bigger than a 40-inch TV? (laughs) I'm just getting the biggest TV possible. I don't want to know. Jonathan. It's no been a rough he, day for Jonathan. He says, "No, what? Never mind. I don't want to know."
1: Well, <laughs> I'm, used to I'm that going kind back. Views that I took on, took in the two o'clock hour.
2: Oh, Collar was all over you unfairly. I thought you did pick CJ Crone.
1: Eh, whatever. <laughs> now you want to come after me?
0: Cool. No, no, I'm not coming. after Does anybody after here actually have a TV in their bathroom? No? no. Yeah, it's called a smartphone. Yeah, that's all you mm. need. <laughs> yeah, phones don't go in the bathroom, dude. What? What? Yeah, what? Phones should not go in the bathroom. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Seriously? Oh, no, point? seriously. Phones should not go in the... My phone doesn't go in the bathroom, ever. What do you do in the bathroom? What, I read newspapers. Like actual... Oh, you're old school. Paper, even no. I even I take the Paper phone into papers. the bathroom. No. There's... What is your... Is it... Wh- explain. Explain there's, yourself. There's poop in the air. In the air? In the air. In the bathroom. That's what you're smelling. There are poop particles in the air. Yeah. That go into your nose, so. stick to your nose hairs, and then you smell those. And then those that you don't inhale are just floating and landing wherever they may land, including on your phone. Mm-hmm. So then you go to wash your hands and walk out of the bathroom holding a poopy phone. Yeah, you but have you a poop still have fo- the poop you,
1: particles you have, all the, over a, the rest
0: of your body. You have a poop phone in your hand. Is what you have. So are you and you're putting that, that you thing up, up to like, your <laughs> face? You're touching it with your fingers <laughs> all day. Your you're eating. You do
1: you, you have, wash your face? Yes, afterwards? Yeah, I do. You just take a shower and, after you get and, done well, doing your business.
0: If I'm at home and I'm alone at home, I disrobe, <laughs> go oh. go into the bathroom, conduct my business, and then and then redress myself. Ooh. You leave the you leave the clothes outside the bathroom. the bathroom. Yes, yes,
2: Jonathan.
1: I have so many questions, but I don't think I can ask them on air. I think the FCC will get upset. I don't know how many questions <laughs> I want
3: to ask anymore. <gasps> <laughs> I think we're working
1: with Jerry Seinfeld.
2: So, we can be assured that you've never fired off a tweet from the, from the bathroom? Never. Ever. That's amazing discipline actually. The thought that you give to all of this is incredible.
1: <laughs> about take 70... a shower every day. I'm not concerned about And you guys that. think I'm weird. Well, I'm you not... are. You are too. But... <laughs> I'm not anything compared to that. I don't think Judd's that weird. That's a whole new level of weird. It's not that weird, man. That is kind of weird. Nope.
0: Many scientists and doctors I've seen say you should not be bringing your phone in the bathroom. I've seen
2: stats that like 75% of people are scrolling through social media and
3: articles. That's what I'm I'm doing. Spending five or 10 minutes. And you shouldn't be. So are you then immediately throwing away the newspapers? Yeah, the newspapers
0: never leave the bathroom until they go into a bag that is then carried out with the trash. So do you have. Is it just one newspaper
2: that comes to your home, or do you have a newspaper that's for Not like this, the kitchen area and no, one Well, this the is back. where it, this is where it
0: gets really where weird. Where do you think so, all ours disappeared to? My parents have a Chicago Tribune subscription, yeah. and my dad doesn't read the sports section. So every morning, my dad will pull the sports section out of the Chicago Tribune and he stacks them up. And whenever I go visit them or they come visit me, there is a stack of Chicago Tribune sports sections waiting so you for me. Just
1: read old sports sections. Yeah, I have in like I have like two three
0: month old Chicago Tribunes sitting in my bathroom right you now, get- waiting to be read. So do you subscribe to the Star Tribune currently or anything Online. like that? I'm mine, okay. yes. But you don't take your computer no, in the don't... bathroom? I...
3: No. Obviously, computer
0: in the bathroom? Are people taking their computer in the bathroom?
3: Oh, I've I've written stories.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> man.
1: Yes. Come on. That's amazing. Come on, dude. Some, some people who don't <laughs> which story like... story was it? Some, I want to know. Some
2: people who don't like Judd's opinions and takes might say
1: that's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember which story in particular? Oh, <laughs> the last one? No,
3: it's just, you know, if I've got something I want to... Um, Never mind. I want to know
1: Judd's bathroom stories that
3: come out on our website. No clue. That's amazing. But yeah, I've, uh, I've, I mean, I I know what you're talking about. Taking your computer in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Phone, computer.
2: I'm with Judd on this. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, not on a regular basis, but definitely definitely at least once
3: a month. Once a month. I, I do not take my computer in the bathroom every time, but I have done it before. So you're
0: sitting there doing your business. And you have your laptop like sitting in like in well, your lap. lap in my
2: lap. No, well, it's, where is it then? It's just
0: sitting up on a like on the sink ledge?
1: I won't go to the bathroom without my phone. Like, I need something <laughs> to read. Hey, what do you
2: do
0: for like the.
1: Yeah. Well, no, he said... that's my thing. Like, He's got old Chicago Tribune, and, I... Tribunes.
0: and I, because I didn't, I didn't go and visit my parents, and they didn't come visit me for a while because of the weather. I was out of papers for like the last three weeks, so I'm just. So what'd you do? I would so just you... sit there and stare at the wall. So you're out, literally and reading, focus on my the task at hand. You're oh. reading like a
2: three week old, yeah. s- Chicago sports
0: section. Yeah, because you know they have like opinion columns. Like it's not all. Like time-sensitive news, they have like opinion columns okay. or like stuff. Is like the a, stack in like a the- Bears season in review? Right now, I'm going through my Bears season in reviews. Is the stack in the bathroom, the or
3: do you just take the stack is, is in you the bathroom? Just peel one off so that you don't because the stack is obviously being
0: polluted. No, the stack is in your theory. The stack, the the whole stack is in the bathroom, and I take one off. They're stacked in oldest to newest, oldest on top. and So I just pull one off the top when I'm done reading it. It gets folded in half. Goes into a plastic bag, and then when the plastic bag is full, they all get carried out with the trash. <laughs> the plastic bag component here is, the I mean, but like, does this if not we, sound like a sitcom character? If we took your
2: theory out to the to the nth degree, wouldn't yeah. you have to just like light everything on fire I mean, in the bathroom? Yeah, like, wouldn't you like replace everything? I'm just that's doing exposed? what I
0: can, man. That's that's my whole approach. Is I'm gonna do what I can to keep myself clean and healthy and not sick and. Covered in poop particles. That's that's all I'm trying to do is like the least poop particles I can have on me as possible. Okay, is what I'm is what I'm going. Unless for you here.
3: have terrible hygiene, is there any proof that that a person has gotten ill from like their their phone being taken into the bathroom?
0: Oh, I'm. Sure, I mean, I don't I don't know if there. Are,
3: like, I get it if you have ter- if if you are completely disgusting. Oh, hold on, can I, let me add something to what
2: you just said? I don't touch other... Like, if I touch other people's phones, it's very rarely. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't touch other people's phones because all I can think about is what we're talking about right now. Yeah. That that phone was 100% in the palm of a hand that was in a bathroom Have you ever been out to eat with
0: somebody and they will go to the bathroom with their phone, come back out of the bathroom, and just put that phone right there on the table? You know, I'd never thought about it, but now that I
1: know that you think about it. (laughs) Aren't we all going out to dinner sometime this week? I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) think we should all three just go to the bathroom and then come back and just set our phones right on the table.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: So Rick
3: Spielman had his option picked up for 2020. (laughs) A man who always takes his phone into the bathroom because you never know when a trade call Uh, is gonna come. Why your cell
0: phone can make you sick from Health Central. Okay, go ahead. Just found it. Um hang on one second. It's loading as we speak. Um I hope it's not one of those slideshow things that's gonna take forever for us to go through. Yeah, I don't... This website is kind of...
2: Yeah, because it's fake news. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I haven't been sick in three years. Uh Uh-oh. And my phone lives in the bathroom. Here are ten
0: tips to help you block unwanted cold and flu germs from your phone. Yep. Cell phones can carry as many germs or more than a bathroom door handle or toilet seat. Just one fact. In fact, can harbor thousands of colonies of germs and bacteria. One of the most common bacteria colonies is coliform, which indicates fecal contamination. Fecal contamination on your phones. Germs such as coliform found in phones, tablets, and phone cases have been linked to causing the flu, pink eye, diarrhea, and acne. Try to minimize the amount of times you touch acne. your phone or tablet, and then touch your face or eyes. know I'm now I'm, yeah, now I'm like that.
2: over the top thinking about how often I'll go from phone to like scratch face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have so, any problems?
3: Concerned.
2: Well, <laughs> it looks like you have a clean complexion to me, Phil. <laughs> So when did you are you a huge germophobe or not, how would you classify it? I like, to, how far do you go with I this? I am
0: I am a germophobe, but not as it's not as severe as it used to be. So when I was like when I was in my early to mid twenties, I was a real like really bad germophobe. And then I got a dog, and when you get a dog, the, like it's either get rid of the dog or get over the germophobia. So I got over it to a certain extent, but there are still there are still yeah. things that I cannot so let go of. I
2: have in the past few years I noticed that for like four years in a row, I would get sick between late October and January. Like there's like a two and a half month stretch in the winter where everyone's cooped up inside. And it feels like, especially when you're working in radio and everyone's sharing microphones and stuff. And so I think getting sick four years in a row, I started becoming a hand sanitizer freak, especially in the winter time to the point where if someone shakes my hand or vice versa, it's stuck in my head That my hand is contaminated until I get hand sanitizer or wash my hand. And it's not I don't like actively consciously thinking about it, but it's it's like a little like light in the back of my head that that knows I need to get hand sanitizer before I like grab a sandwich
0: with this hand or something. I don't know why we shake hands. I don't know why we're still shaking hands in twenty nineteen. With everything we know about germs and how they're passed around. Why why doesn't everybody just fist bumping? I think a lot of people do now. But fist bumping, like you're still it's still finger on... You yeah, know, but most of your... Most of like, when you're holding things or grab... Like, if you gr- grab a rail that has influenza 1 on it... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I might, I'm not busy tonight. i might. <laughs> no, seriously. If you grab a handrail that has influenza 1 on it, you grab it with the palm of your hand, not the back of your hand. <laughs> so all the germs get on get on the palm of your hand and on right. your fingers. So why don't we all just fist bump? Can we all agree here today on Mackie and Judd with Rami that we're doing away with the handshake? Get rid of the handshake. I would be fine with that. And plus,
2: it would eliminate confusion when you walk up to somebody. Oh, I hate this. And they go for the handshake. You go for the fist bump.
3: And then they switch. And then you and both you switch. switch yeah. And it's
2: wildly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you don't switch, it's like you're... Now, now you're the bad guy because you now. didn't
0: switch, right? And then, oftentimes, they might just like
2: grab your fist if they went for the handshake. We're just
0: gonna agree for all of humanity here today on Mackie and Judd with Rami. No more handshakes. No more palm to palm contact. Everything will just don't be grab knuckles. rails though too. I don't, I, don't, from from I, don't, try, I try not to touch rails. Don't grab a rail. I try not to touch bathroom door handles coming in and out if I can like you use. If down I down can down use down. a paper towel to grab the 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 door handle, the one that I just used Which to dry my hands, made, I will do that. Yeah. Or if I can kick the door open. I will do that. Wow. Yeah, that's the best uh, part
2: about some of these bathrooms. You you can just kick the door open on your way
0: in for sure. I I lift up and put... a hazmat suit to work. I I lift up and put down the toilet seat with my foot and flush with my foot. I don't touch those things with my hand. Now your
1: shoes germs are on the toilet seat? The bottom.
0: Yeah, the bottom. The bottom of my shoes. So, Jonathan,
2: you take... It sounds like you take no precautions when it comes to germs.
1: I take a shower every day. I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom.
0: That's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Else. That sounds nice. I feel like I live a tortured life when I tell people all this. Sounds these like you do, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like through. you're paranoid. That's way too that's much really work, high. man. I'm
1: way too lazy for but that. But not having your
0: phone in the bathroom, that's not, it doesn't take any great effort to not bring your phone in the bathroom. I didn't have a phone in the bathroom with me the first, or the option of bringing a phone in the bathroom with me the first 25 years of my life. Now all of a sudden I can't all go right. to the bathroom without a phone in my hand.
3: So, it's wrong with people? If you're doing your business and the phone rings. Uh huh. Do you try and trot out into the apartment to check on who's calling? What do you mean? Like I'm mid-business? Well, no, no, you're just like, like reading. Just no, you've term. done your business, but now you got that great Chicago Tribune sports section <laughs> that you're reading and, and your phone rings. well' do you try hop, hop and skip
2: out to see who's calling and then pick the phone well, up? Well, now you've just gone down another path. First of all, don't answer your phone when people call and don't r- listen to voicemails. Just text people.
1: Yeah, don't call. you, oh, know, no, like,
2: but, you don't know be but people weird do, and call people. I don't just answer my phone. Calling. I
3: agree with you guys, but people do call still. Yeah, the, just stop calling me. Just please. I'm with Jonathan on this Oh, no, I'm with you guys, too. Yeah. I told the wife, "Don't call me. If I'm and calling, you and you don't, don't answer. I'm answer. not leaving a, <laughs> I don't I a message. Do <laughs> don't yeah. leave a message. Don't leave a message. Th- that's my. I can't. I hate voicemails. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that people leave voice Either text okay. me or just give up.
2: Since we're doing this, since we're since we're going down this path, Rami, can you see how many unlistened to voicemails are on my phone right now? I can't see it from here. Don't Hold touch on. my phone, okay. by the way. I would never.
1: Do you just oh leave god. the red icon there? <laughs> Is it full? You can delete them. It's gotta be. Does that say 323? <laughs> it's full. Oh my god! How it's gotta... can you? How can you live with that? Just red icon sitting there. I can't yeah. do it. I yeah. can't have that notification icon there anymore. Well,
2: once it gets to a certain that's my OCD thing. Well, Once it gets to a yeah, certain number, it's hopeless. Mine's at 323. Just delete
1: them. Yeah, and well, then they won't be there anymore, and that icon goes away.
2: But now I'm not going to go through 323 and delete them all one you by one. You can literally
1: hit the edit button and then just click on them all at once. That's and too many. Delete. You want to hold my phone and I'd do it? Sure. And group them? I'll come over there clear for you. That icon, I got. Now Jonathan's bothering. Yeah. Now you found now you, what trips found his mine. trigger. Now you found mine. Yeah. But yeah, voicemails, I won't leave them. If you don't pick up the first time, I ain't leaving a voicemail. Yeah.
2: I actually have uh, my That's voicemail. Incredible. My voicemail literally says, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> Does it yeah. Or text you. Yeah. All right. When we come back. Rick Spielman contract extension <laughs> twins, twins 25 men roster taking shape and if you have weird germaphobe habits or think we're crazy 651 646 8255 651 646 8255 I know they always wash their hands at Luther Brookdale Toyota because they you know they're mechanics mechanics have to wash their hands uh, greasy palms and fingers and things like that um, it is. In fact, you want to talk about cleanliness. The one really cool thing about Luther Brookdale Toyota that I love uh since they upgraded the facility and built the brand new one about six years ago. The Luther Lounge is this just it's a state-of-the-art waiting room, basically. I mean, they've got two 70-inch flat screen TVs, six workstations with cable. Um they've got complimentary snacks and coffee and tea and a play area for the kids. And it's just, a, I've caught myself sometimes I'll get an oil change and I'll just hang out there for like an extra half hour getting work done. Cause it's comfortable and it's awesome. It's, it's about comfort and peace of mind at Luther Brookdale Toyota. That's the customer experience. And you can find out just like I have in my family going back 30 plus years why we keep going back to the same place again, six ninety four on and Brooklyn Boulevard and Luther Brookdale Toyota.com. Mackie and Joe with Rob.